and welcome back to the Draft Countdown Podcast. I am your co-host, Brian Bosards. As always, my co-host, Shane P. Hallam. Shane, we are 245 days, 22 hours, 59 minutes, 44 seconds away from the 2023 NFL Draft. Hey, it feels good to be back. It, you know, it's been a couple months. We took a couple months uh, break and getting prepped for this year and watching, you know, moving moving to the next year. So, it's, I'm glad the site's back. It's been back for a week here or so, and I'm glad that, that we're back. We'll be back every week um, here on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah, let, let's do it, man. If you're in the chat right now and you got any questions you want us to answer later in the episode, go ahead and drop those questions in the chat. If you're uh, on Twitter, uh, hit us up at Draft Countdown with your questions. And, uh, well, it's in the title there, so I might as well go ahead and, and get this out yeah. there. Shane, we've launched the uh, Draft Countdown Discord, and uh, you can uh, get that link there. We'll, uh, we'll drop a link to it in the uh, chat as well. And, uh, yeah, we've uh, got several channels there. We're, we're anxious to grow that part of our uh, Draft Countdown community here. And uh, you can ask questions at, in there as well in the podcast section or wherever. I mean, we'll find them. And, uh, you know, so we're anxious to grow that as well, Shane. Oh, we, we actually have a question in there this week. So, like, we, hey, we're, hey, we're, we're, we're already, get already getting there. questions in there. So, if you want to hang out, you know, talk draft, talk, you know, during the NFL games, during college football games, like, we'll, we'll be hanging out in there and, and talking. I'm excited for – I'm excited to have people around. And, you know, I, I made my bones in the old draft countdown forums. So, I feel like this is, this is the modern replacement of that is Discord now. So, let's do it. Well, absolutely. Uh so Shane, you mentioned uh, we took a couple of months off uh, after the end of May. We kind of, you know, said let's let's uh, let's rest the bones a little bit. Let's uh, get the mind right. And uh, so we took the old summer vacation. Shane, yours was a bit more adventurous than mine, I will say. Uh, you want you want to talk about your trip to the to the homeland there? Uh, yeah, look, I've I've never been out of the country. I've never been out of the U.S. So my wife and I took a two week vacation. We did a week in Ireland. Um, she drove, but we basically went around the whole, you know, part of, of Ireland and, uh, hit that and then flew to Scotland, spent two, two days there and then went to London and, and spent about five days there. So got the kind of full, like English speaking, uh, European side, uh, for, for my first time out of the country, had a ton of fun, a lot of, you know, a lot of great stuff, got to hold, got, we went to Waterford. And so I got to hold the BCS trophy football crystal football uh which was super cool uh but uh yeah a lot of good a lot of good times a lot of good uh scotch in scotland it was it was a good time all around so um definitely definitely was worthwhile say that yeah like i said i didn't uh i wasn't near as adventurous i really just kind of hung out in my pool a lot and (laughs) uh read some books and everything and uh just kind of chilled out a little bit but uh we're, we're back and shane uh Big things happening at Draft Countdown, right? And uh, we've uh, we've got some new additions that we're 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 fixed to announce here. So Shane, uh, without further ado, I'll let you uh, I'll let you uh, break down everybody on what's happening here at Draft Countdown. Yeah, so we we are expanding the team, uh, which is very exciting here at Draft Countdown. You know, we thanks for all the support last year has allowed us to bring on some new writers this year. 
Um, so we have two people coming in. Brad Menendez is the first uh, from Roto Heat, a, a good friend of mine that I've known for a while that we've talked a lot of college football and NFL draft. And um, he's, he's a good writer, does the work, watches the games. So I'm excited to have him. He's going to be, you know, writing weekly about the draft, you know, certain kind of more specific topics. Um, so looking forward to that. And we, we had so many good applicants. It was like it was really tough to pick you know, who to bring on. Uh, so that's what we decided to go with two. And so we're also bringing on um, Miranda Wilhelm. She's written for um, uh, uh, sports uh, as told by a girl. And um, she, she's a great NFL writer. I think both of us are just really impressed with her writing. So she's going to be doing an NFL column every Sunday and kind of focusing on the rookies and the NFL side of things. So I'm excited to have both of those wonderful people joining us and hopefully everyone else will, uh, We'll like their work and it'll allow us to focus in a little more on the games and a little more on watching than creating content and um, have some diverse voices, I think, in, you know, on the site, which is just not just us two the yakking about. <laughs> yeah, no, no doubt about it, man. It's uh, I, I'm super pumped uh, to have them both here. Uh, Brad's in the comments right now. He's a, uh, he's ready to go for the 2023 draft season. Yes. It is indeed Brad going to be awesome. Yeah, we, cool. uh, we can't wait. Uh, so yeah, that's, I mean, that's pretty big for us, man. And, uh, after we had a, we had a great first year, just me and you, but yeah, we, 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 we need to get some more voices in there, Shane. And I'm, uh, completely happy that we were able to do this and we did have the success that we did a year ago and which made us able to do this. Yeah. I mean, and like I said, you know, we don't have, it's not like we have a ton of money, you know, to, to pay, uh, you know, we're, we're trying to pay them a little bit and basically just, you know, help, help kickstart for both of them. Probably what's going to be, they're going to go on to do much better things than draft countdown. But I think, uh, I, I think this start hopefully will help. And I hope, I hope people out there, I hope you enjoy reading it and, uh, we're, you know, we're looking forward to your, your feedback too. Absolutely. Can't wait. Uh, should start seeing their stuff on the site next week. Yes, next week. Um, so, uh, the big changes at Draft Countdown weren't the only big changes that happened, uh, in our world of uh expertise. There, Shane, is uh, there's been some big changes for the Senior Bowl and the Shrine Bowl here. Uh, for years now, the Senior Bowl has had exclusivity on the full NFL team coaching staffs. That is no more, Shane. Uh, starting this year in twenty the 2023 uh, Shrine Bowl, the Shrine will get the full NFL coaching staffs, and the Senior Bowl will get the uh, nominated coaches from non-playoff teams. Uh, and each non-playoff club is uh, will be required to nominate a designated minority offensive assistant uh, to coach in the game. Uh, the staff limits will go from 26 to 30, it says, for those games. Uh, the Senior Bowl will get the full NFL team staffs back in for the 2024 game, and they will rotate uh, each year after that until this agreement is over, or we're not sure if they're how long this is going to go on. But uh, first off, your take on this changeup. It's interesting. Um, you know, I, I think it was nice, especially with you being a mobile, going to the senior bowl, seeing, an, you know, full NFL coaching staff. Um, we even saw the senior bowl this past year pull back a little bit during the game, right? The head coach wasn't coaching that, you know, they were using assistants um, and 
I, I, you know, it makes sense. I think this, you know, it's, it's an all-star game. It's an exhibition game. So not only are you helping the players, but you're also helping the staff and the, the young, younger coaches that could one day become head coaches, get some actual experience. Uh, so, you know, I think in terms of that side, like, okay, that makes sense to me. Uh, the, the rotation is interesting because I think it kind of puts the Shrine Bowl on that playing field with the Senior Bowl. Do I think the senior bowl is still going to get the best players? I do. Uh, I don't think that's going to change at any point. Um, but I'm interested to see, because last year we kind of had an issue with, they overlapped, you know, the practices kind of overlapped. And, and I wonder if maybe this, that could be part of it. If that's not going to happen anymore, if down the line, that's going to get changed. Uh, I'm hoping, but it, it is interesting. I think the shrine bowl, um, there were some years there that we weren't sure if they were the number two, game and like now they are they're gonna ha- they're gonna have an nfl coaching staff every other year like pe- people are gonna want to go to vegas and check it out um at least for the 2023 game as of right now the two will continue to overlap as uh that is still going to happen this year i, I did check on that uh a few weeks ago uh you mentioned that you don't think that this is going to affect the talent disparity or whatever you still think the senior bowl uh, will get the top end talent. I hope that is the case, but as Shane is the optimist on this show, <laughs> Brian is the pessimist. Uh, so we'll, we, we shall see how that goes. Uh, that wasn't the only big changes in the world of football either. Was it Shane is uh, we've got some realignment uh, things. Big bombshell dropped about a month ago now, maybe, maybe a little over a month. Uh, Southern Cal, UCLA, going to leave the Pac-12, going to the Big Ten. That will be in for the 2024 season. This uh, followed Texas and Oklahoma uh, announcing that they are going to go to the SEC. As of right now, that will be 2025. We'll see if they're the, the, the uh, cash money, money talks on that and they get out of the Big 12 a little bit early uh, to see. And – I feel like this is just the beginning. I feel like this is going to be more – we're going to have more realignment fallout. I feel like Oregon, Washington, Notre Dame, are they going to keep their independence or are they going to maybe join the Big Ten? I think there's a lot more fallout to come. Yeah, I I don't think it's done yet. I mean, the Big Ten has talked about how they kind of want to get to 20. I mean, that's the goal. And that ultimately is kind of the super conference – you know, the super conference impact, like the SEC is going to be and the big 10 are going to be the conferences. The PAC 12 and the big 12 are saying the right things right now, but, but like, you know, we're going to be even better. Whatever. Like, I think it's going to be difficult. We already saw, saw the big 12 kind of, they're going to bring a Cincinnati and they're going to bring some other smaller teams. And like, you're just not going to keep up. I think we're heading to that point. We're going to probably have like the power five is not going to be the power five, maybe the power three, and like, yeah, we might hit a point depending on what, you know, what happens with the ACC lock their teams in pretty well for a while, but the, they might hit a point. Clemson's like, Hey, you know, I'm going to the SEC and boom, you know, these dominoes start to fall and you have two conferences like, like you were kind of pointing out there. Um, I think for draft evaluation, it is good. Like, I think it's good for, for us generally, generally you're going to get better games. Like I just want to see the players against better games, play against better teams. So when USC now is going to play 
against Ohio State and Michigan and Penn State, and then you get to see all those players play against SC, like that's another game that's going to be really good. And I think if these conferences get bigger and basically start to kind of lob off the out-of-conference, lose the week out-of-conference games, I only think it benefits the draft to really get a better evaluation of the prospects, um, you know, talking generally. So, yeah, I'm interested to see. I, I don't think it's done yet, but, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens from here because it's only going to get more crazy in the next couple of years. I think during the COVID season, we kind of got a test of where we're headed uh, as far as conference games go. Uh, that year, the SEC played 10 games, and it was all conference games. I don't know if they'll go to 10 conference games every year, but I think you're going to see not at, at, at least nine conference games. And that's like you said, it's going to lead to good on good. And for us, that's great. Now, I get where a lot of the older college football fans, why they're upset about this, because it's, it's college football is not what it was 20 years ago. And I'm sorry to tell anybody that thinks that it's going to go back to that watch D3 or high school ball, because that, that those days of college football are over. But for us, Yes, I, I think it's going to be great. Um, we're going to see, like I said, nine, ten conference games every year. And the non-conference games, you're probably going to see, you know, your one game against your FCS or, or lower-end uh, FBS teams. And, uh, you know, maybe one game against another, like, mid-range conference. But I think that's going to be – it's going to be good for us. Yeah, I, I, th- I think you mentioned Notre Dame, too, um, you know, Zach in the chat saying Texas OU SEC 2024 could be, you know, that sooner it's good for the SEC. I think Notre Dame is going to be an interesting case because, you know, they would have made more money being in the Big Ten than their last contract, right? So, like, is that money going to go up for them? Or do you hit a point with that next contract? Hey, it's better to go to the Big Ten. It's better to go to the SEC. It's better to go to the ACC, whatever. Uh, and, that I think that does it. If they do stay independent, what happens to USC, Notre Dame, Michigan, Notre Dame? That, like that was every year. Like you said, maybe you have one out of conference game soon. Are you really gonna? Is it really gonna be Notre Dame? Like, is that really who you want to play? I think I think it's gonna be a hard sell. So I, I know they're gonna hold back, but I, I think I'll say in ten years, Notre Dame's gonna be in a conference. I think what it's going to take is the college football playoff committee basically telling Notre Dame, uh, if you're not in a conference, you're not going to get to be involved in this. But like they, they have a seat on the committee is the problem. Like they have a seat and the other conferences have a seat, you know? So I, I, I think it's going to be tough to do at this, at this point. Now the, the playoff might not stay as it is though. Like you, like you said, you know, so that could be a change that happens. Um. On to the NFL. We are through two preseason games, right? Two preseason games. We got the third preseason game start up tomorrow, uh, be the final week, and uh, then we get the cuts. Uh, what stood out to you? So, well, hold on before we, before we get that, because uh, we do have one NFL draft related note I have here before we start talking about who's standing out. But the uh, Miami Dolphins will not have a first round pick. Uh, in the 2023 draft, adjust your mock drafts accordingly. Uh, they have forfeited, and that will be their own pick, if I'm not mistaken. They do have two first-round right. picks, but it's their own pick that they're forfeiting. They're also forfeiting their 2024 third-round pick. These are due to tampering with trying to sign Tom Brady and Sean Payton while they were contracted to other teams. Uh, 
So touch on that, Shane, and then we'll move to uh, the preseason. I actually think this drastically shakes up the draft. And it's something I've been talking about, you know, on, on the Debbie Marketplace podcast and things like teams know this year. And we, this is one of the questions we'll have. Like this, this is probably going to be a good quarterback year. Last year was not right. Um, and so I think teams were stacking those first round picks. Houston has multiple first. Seattle has multiple first. Detroit, Philadelphia, four teams that might need a quarterback. The other team with multiple first was Miami. And now they only have one. And, you know, I, I don't know if it'll be the later one. I, right I, right now, it seems to project San Francisco will be better than Miami, so they're going to lose an earlier pick. You can't trade up for a quarterback. Like, you're out. You're out of that running. So I, I think it actually does shake things up in terms of uh, the teams that need a quarterback now. We're down to four with multiple first-round picks, and I think we're going to see – the jockeying happen. Miami's out and they're going to be stuck with Tua now for a little bit longer, no matter what happens. Uh, yeah. So, but your, your Detroit's and such like that, they're now still Philadelphia. They're still primed and ready to go. Uh, but yeah, let's get back to the preseason. Shane, uh, any rookies or anything that really stuck out to you these first two weeks? I, I don't like watching preseason. <laughs> I actually like don't like watching preseason, right? Uh, mostly because I'm I'm a, a um, you know fantasy football guy and it just paints things very poorly, right? But uh, I'll I'll I'll, you know, I'll talk kind of skill positions because I've been focusing on it a lot from a fantasy perspective. I think we got to start with your boy here, Brian Isaiah Likely, a tight end for the Baltimore Ravens, had uh, you know a monster. I think he played like thirteen snaps and had like eight catches for a hundred yards or something. He had a ridiculous uh, preseason has been having a lot of hype at camp. Um, a guy that you had very high in your rankings until his workout, until his workout, <laughs> you know, and, and they probably would have went higher if it wasn't for that workout, but yeah. now it looks like he's locked into that number two spot for the Ravens and it's having a great preseason. And lo- th- that's a position that the Ravens, you know, they used to have Hayden Hurst and Mark Andrews and they don't have many receivers. So Isaiah likely could, could be a rookie tight end that makes some noise here. Yeah, uh, thank Jim Nagy, uh, Senior Bowl Executive Director, tweeted out the other day, had likely not worked out, just skipped the pro day. He's probably definitely a top 100 pick and, you know, or whatever. But as it did, he worked out. It was it was really bad, Shane. I mean, like, like it was – it was, wasn't Jalen Weidermeyer bad, but it was it was a poor workout and it hurt him. Uh We'll move. We'll 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 uh, move on since you're averse to the preseason. Uh, let's talk about your Pittsburgh Steelers and the only quarterback taken in the first round, Kenny Pickett. What's he looked like in camp so far? Because I know you're dialed into that. Yeah, I, I mean he's he's improved leaps and bounds, kind of week to week. You know, that first week it was like, oh, the Steelers quarterbacks are not good. Mason Rudolph's the best looking one, um, and he's still doing well. But I, I, Kenny Pickett, like that first, I did watch that first preseason game that he played in, uh, you know, in Acrisure Stadium. Uh, the It was electric, you know, people are, are chanting as he gets on the field and then he just, like, dominates, you know, the third team Seattle Seahawks defense. But, yeah, you know, looks really good. Came in, you know, last week against uh, the Jaguars. Second team did well. So, you know, I, I going into the preseason, I said Mitch Trubisky's the starter. Like, I, I don't think there's a question. And I still think Mitch Trubisky will be the starter. But, like, Kenny Pickett, the pressure's going to be on, 
there's one team that can ignore the pressure. I think it's Mike Tomlin and the Steelers. Like they just don't care what the fans say or think. Um, but it's going to be hard to keep Kenny Pickett off the field because he's probably the most talented, right, of, of those quarterbacks. Um, so I think we'll see him at some point. But I don't think the Steelers are going to rush him and put him in there before he's ready, especially when the offensive line looks absolutely horrendous. So uh, they might let Mitch Trubisky take the lumps and Kenny Pickett next year gets gets the nod. I feel like I tried to tell you how bad their offensive line was going. You did, you did. I, I was like, <laughs> look, I had some hope, and then Kendra Green just alligator arms everything and makes me sad. So, yeah, I, I fully expect Mitch Trubisky to be in there week one against the Bengals as the Bengals will move to one and zero. Oh, 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 oh. Don't, like, don't be, I'll be jumping to conclusions <laughs> here. <laughs> um, let's move on. Uh, Week zero, baby. Week zero. There's like 10 or 11 games happening this weekend. Uh, we're going to watch six of them. So let's uh, let's get through these games uh, really quick, Shane. Uh, on Saturday, 1130 in the morning from where you were just a month or so ago, yeah. Dublin, Ireland, uh, Nebraska, and Northwestern. Uh there's some there's some good prospects in this game. Uh, I think the big best prospect is going to be what Northwestern offensive tackle Peter Skaronsky. Uh, and maybe we'll get to see him line up against uh, former TCU, now Nebraska edge rusher O'Shane Mathis. I think that could be a good matchup, one to watch out for. I think it will be a good matchup. I actually think it's an interesting game. You know, Northwestern is a good run game. Peter Skaronsky's kind of leader of that there's a lot of debate right now for the nfl draft is he a tackle is he a guard he's gonna have the short arms you know that kind of that's what we're gonna be talking about all year with him but he he was he's like a good player day one for true freshman big 10 and i i always like those guys that just come in day one and like they're 18 and, and playing really well so i think he's he's the probably the best prospect this weekend to watch uh, 2.30 in the afternoon on ESPN is the FCS kickoff classic. Uh, and because I need something to write about next Saturday. So <laughs> I will be watching Jacksonville State and Stephen F. Austin. But there is a good prospect there from Stephen F. Austin with their edge rusher, B.J. Thompson. Yeah, B.J. Thompson's potentially draftable prospect, six-year player, um, which, which, side note, I'm happy – and you you made this happen, Brian. We have moved away from freshman, sophomore, junior, senior on the site to years out of high school. It's so much better. <laughs> it's so much nicer. But BJ Thompson's a guy that's been around for a while that that's uh, bumped around, and I think you know he's going to be good. And I also think the receiver Xavier Gibson is um, is a draftable prospect. You know, five nine one seventy, one of the best return guys in the nation. Uh, and some intrigue. Did you hear the news on this game? The intrigue. Rich Rodriguez, the Jacksonville State head coach, former West Virginia head coach, has accused Stephen F. Austin of sending a spy to their practices, uh, taking pictures. So uh, it's, it might be it might be a hot under the collar kind of game here. I uh, probably could have covered this game had I wanted to drive to Montgomery. I did not, <laughs> but uh, I I did get an email about it, and I. Uh, I will decline, but uh, but yeah, so that's the uh, FCS kickoff classic will be taking place at the historic Crampton Bowl in Montgomery, Alabama. Uh, I'll also be watching at 3 o'clock on Saturday on FS1, UConn and Utah State. Uh, UConn had some good prospects last year, 
Uh, not so much uh, this year, but uh, some interesting players for Utah State, uh, including a transfer uh, corner from Miami, Gervin Hall Jr. Uh, Logan Bonner is not a bad quarterback, but seventh-year player, been around a while. Uh, so couple of, uh, another receiver, Xavier Williams, is another guy for Utah State. There are some talented players for the Aggies there, so we'll see how that game goes. Yeah, I, I think it'll be a good game. Utah State, I feel like Gervin Hall, I think one of these guys is going to emerge and be a decent prospect. So I'll be interested to see what you think of this game for sure. Um, you'll be watching at that same time, 3 p.m. on the Big Ten Network, uh, Wyoming at Illinois. Uh, Wyoming's good players transferred, so they have some uh, fringe, fringeable prospects, so to speak. Uh, but Illinois, some good players there, including tight end Luke Ford, uh, who I believe was – wasn't he on the freak list there for uh, Bruce Feldman, I do believe, uh, as well as their running back Chase Brown, Calvin Hart Jr., edge rusher, uh, and some good players there for the Illini. Yeah, yeah, the Illini have a couple good players. I'm a big Chase Brown fan. They're running back. He, he was on the freak list as well, um, you know, really fast, uh, athletic player, Alec uh, – Palkzuski, their offensive tackle, maybe has a shot to get drafted. Um, Keith Randolph, one of the defensive linemen. So, like, there's a there's a number of Illinois guys that I think will make an NFL camp. Um, and I think this Illinois team could be a little bit better than they were last year at the very least. Well, they have Shed Lovey Smith, so that helps, right? Yeah, it can't hurt. That can't hurt. Uh, very interesting game and not what the outcome will be. But in one of those games where you want to evaluate the FCS players against the more talented FBS teams, on the ACC Network, 7-15 on Saturday night, Florida A&M at North Carolina. And I mentioned that because probably the second best prospect that we will watch this weekend is Josh Downs, the wide receiver from North Carolina. But very interesting player uh, for the Rattlers, uh, Linebacker Isaiah Land getting a lot of hype, 6'4", 215-pound uh, backer there. So uh, talk to me about Isaiah Land first and then some of these other North Carolina guys. Yeah, and uh, Isaiah Land was on my list, I think, before we closed up shop um, that, you know, he was he was definitely a guy to watch out for. I mean, he had a ridiculous amount of sacks last year. I think he had over 16 sacks last season and was like over 25 tackle for loss, just like lived in the backfield, was dominant player, right? And so, you know, getting to watch him against North Carolina, it's a North Carolina team. They had a lot of offensive linemen go to the NFL. It's going to be a young offensive line um, that has some talent. Uh, I, You know, if he can if he can sack new quarterback Drake May, like uh, – one two times i think you're gonna be i'm gonna feel like oh yeah like this guy's that legitimate i think he has a top 100 shot um if all things go well but yeah i mean north carolina does have the the good prospects i mean josh downs the receiver's really good uh miles murphy their defensive lineman yeah i think is a third year player that's talented and they have a killer corner duo and tony grimes and maybe the best name of this draft storm duck uh Pretty good name at corner there for North Carolina. Well, but. well let, me, let me say that the Senior Bowl released their watch list today, and him having the best name will end, as there was a player that <laughs> – Brian ruffles through these papers. He's, let, he's, let me ruffle through these papers. Uh, somewhere in there. 
Man. <laughs> oh, here we go. Boston College edge rusher Shida Seelock. There you go. He is now the best name in college football. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. <laughs> All right. Final game in week zero we'll be watching. And I'll be watching this one on the CBS Sports Network at 9.30. It's the late night Hawaii game, baby. Vanderbilt heading out to the islands uh, to take on the Warriors there. And a uh, couple – Interesting players here for Vanderbilt uh, and Fernie Orji, the uh, Orji, uh, the Vanderbilt linebacker there. Uh, and Ken Seals, their quarterback, he doesn't have the flashy numbers, but the couple of games I watched of Vanderbilt last year, he has he has his moments, Shane, and he's definitely got that NFL size. Uh, so anxious to see how he progresses. Yeah, and unfortunately he lost the starting job. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, I, I don't, I don't think, I don't think, you know, you never know, but yeah, yeah I think uh, Mike Wright's going to start for Vanderbilt this year at quarterback. Um, but you know, I, I liked Ken Seals. So that's, I put him on the list. So that was my fault. But, uh, I actually, I, I was with you. I, I thought he was a decent quarterback maybe in a year or two. We'll talk about him, but he now um, makes the second quarterback I've written about this week as far as intriguing <laughs> prospects goes it. Failed to win his own starting job. job. Donovan Smith from Texas Tech be another one. I, I was like, I'm going to edit that out. Nope, nope, just left it in. Left yeah, it in. Yeah. Look, hey, it's fine. And no, I think I think Orji for the linebackers and, and Michael Wusu uh, also has a shot too. So Van, Vandy linebackers this year. That's what we got for Vanderbilt. Yeah, not a whole lot happening for Hawaii. Uh, like I said, most of their uh, top talented players are transferred out, like Darian Malsal, the linebackers. He's now at yeah. UCLA. Nick Mardner. Yeah. Uh, Justice Tavai also transferred out. Mm-hmm. So, um, so Shane, last year we uh, we did a little gambling here, and uh, we gave everybody our locks of the week. We didn't do it for week zero last year, but you know what? Let's get on the record. Bring it Let's in. Let's get it in there. Week zero – Lock of the week. These odds provided by FanDuel. And um, my lock of the week, I don't feel great about it because I don't, uh, I didn't really like any of the numbers this week. But I think New Mexico State is a really bad uh, football program. I don't know how good, if at all, Nevada is going to be this year, uh, losing Carson Strong and all of their offensive weapons. But Minus eight and a half, Nevada on the road in Las Cruces. I'm going to go with the Wolfpack here. Minus eight and a half. It's fair. Like, I, I, I was telling you before the show, I think these might be two of the worst uh, two of the worst teams in college football. Nevada, like, everyone transferred away, right? I mean, the coach left. Half of them transferred to Colorado State to follow him. So, you know, but New Mexico State is, is that bad. So, so you, you might be onto something there. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go with the big game. I'm going to go with Nebraska-Northwestern. I'm taking Nebraska minus 13 and a half in this one. Nebraska was the unluckiest team in college football last year uh, by one of the metrics that I read about. And I, I think that Casey Thompson might actually be an upgraded quarterback uh, for them. You know, I think the running game will be good. We, we talked about O'Shane Mathis. Like, I think they have some good players. I think Northwestern um, – 
have have they have they announced the starter yet? Is it uh, is it your boy Ryan Holinsky? Did he win that? I, game? I do not know. Uh, I, I, do yeah, not know I, I feel like they, they said they're not going to announce until like right before the game. But like whoever it is, the quarterback's going to be terrible for Northwestern. Their run game's good, but I think I, I think Nebraska could win by two touchdowns. So I, I hate taking a big favorite like that, especially like overseas in conference. But uh, I'm, I'm going with the, the Corn Huskers be a little little more lucky this year. Scott Frost needs this bad. He can't lose in week zero again like he did last year. Um, Zach's got me. Casey Thompson, five touchdowns, lighten it up. Trey Palmer, three of those. Sure. Let's do it. Oh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, so that means Chuba Purdy didn't win the starting job. He did not win the starting job. Sorry, sorry. Brock Purdy's uh, little brother there. All right. Shane, you had the uh, pleasure of attending the Fantasy Football Expo uh, last week, man. How was that? Uh, it was a lot of fun. Uh, if you, you know, I, I know we got some people that um, have checked out the site and and joined the Discord and stuff that were there. If you know, if you're listening, thanks for stopping by. We had a booth uh, for Draft Countdown for the Debbie Marketplace. Um, ha- it, it was kind of cool because I had people come up and be like, "Oh, like." I was reading the draft count. I was reading draft countdown like 1999. I started doing fantasy and I wanted to look at these rookies and you know, it's kind of cool to have the history of that site. Even if it wasn't us, you know, what Scott was doing it back then from his like college dorm room or whatever um, high school. Um, so that, you know, that was kind of neat to met a lot of good, you know, fantasy football people, a lot of good football minds that connected with and learned a lot from um and uh, and then I got COVID from it, so so it was it was definitely definitely a weekend. But I had I had a really good time, I had a really fun time. And um, yeah, thanks to anyone that was there. And if if you're into fantasy football, like it, it's just fun to like just go and hang out. Um, you know, it's in Canton at the Hall of Fame. You get tickets to the Hall of Fame. And uh, you know, Friday night we had like a party, just literally like downtown Canton, right in the park there. Like it was it was really cool. So worth uh, we're checking out next year if you're you're around in mid-August. Sound, sounded like a, a, a super fun time. Uh, probably not something I'll ever get up to, but uh, it did sound like a good time. Shane, you'll, you'll have to hold it down at the Expo for us. All right, I'll do my I'll do my best, Brian. Someday maybe we can get you out there or at least get you more than one fantasy league, then we'll get you out there. Let's not get crazy. <laughs> All right, so we got a couple of questions. Uh, at least one. Did we get any on Twitter, Shane? Uh, I think you got one on Twitter specifically for you. So it's, it's South Carolina related. Oh, okay. I will. Um, I will. I will get to that. Right. Uh, let's get that Discord question first. While I uh, runner runner in the uh, Discord uh, draft count, Discord says uh, people thinking twenty twenty three going to be a great quarterback class. Uh, he thinks that's a bit optimistic, Shane. So, uh, won't you uh, elaborate on why you think it will be? Yeah, I'm actually working on an article right now uh, for, I think for for coming up pretty soon, the next week or two, um, talking about this. That yeah, I, th- I think 2023 can be the year of the quarterback. I think coming off of the bad year last year, it's going to help. But I think we should have like a diverse group of quarterbacks that ultimately can do well. Like we all know CJ Stroud from Ohio state, Bryce Young from Alabama, kind of the top two out of both Brian and I like Tyler Van Dyke from Miami. Um, but you have like, 
you you want you know you want a guy that's like two thirty seven and runs a four four. You want the Cam Newton light. You know Anthony Richardson from Florida is there. You want Hendon Hooker from Tennessee. He's been around for six years, but has the numbers, has some athleticism. Uh, Will Levis from Kentucky showed against Georgia that he could play. Like I think there's just so many different quarterbacks that we could see a decent number go in the top 100 and NFL teams are needy right now. So I, th- I think um, they're not going to take guys just to take them, but I think there's enough talent out there that I think this could be a pretty good quarterback year. Five in the first round, I think is always optimistic, but like, I think, I think four is, is very doable. And that's, that's a pretty big year for quarterbacks. There is one in particular that I am hoping uh, returns to 2022, uh, draft preseason glory there uh speaking of the Gamecocks you mentioned uh at Vinny Freight not with a question but uh apparently I'm assuming some sort of animal activist group or whatever has gotten South Carolina to change the name of their live rooster mascot so they're changing the name the name was Sir Big Spur I guess spurs are bad on roosters. Uh, yeah, that is, you know, that is fair. I'll, I'll actually give them that. That's so, fair. uh, they're going to reset. What should they rename it? I honestly don't care if they have a live rooster mascot or not. So, that's well, just... you, but you can come up with a name right here, Brian. You could name oh, a mascot like I, I, I don't know. As long as they, as long as they keep the actual like costume mascot and his name is Cocky, we're good. As Cocky. Is back behind me here on the uh, shelf. There, that's that's all that matters. Sir I'm going. Beast. I'm going. Doodle. Doodle. I think that'd be a good name for for a rooster. <sighs> Jesus. <laughs> um, you didn't pick one, so I, I, you're right. Uh, Brad had sort of a uh, when we were talking about. It, I didn't see it when we were talking about the senior role and stuff. He said it's a good thing to help these coaches. I agree. And the senior role actually is going above and beyond. Uh, with the HBCUs by uh, bringing in the HBCU Combine uh, the week before the Senior Bowl. And last year they had they brought in head coaches from uh, HBCU teams to uh, coach alongside the uh, with the NFL coaching staffs. So I think the Senior Bowl is doing a great job there uh, with those schools. And uh, there is an HBCU uh, Bowl game, uh, All Star game, the HBCU Legacy Bowl was last year at, at uh, Tulane Stadium in uh, New Orleans. So that's uh, that happened after, like maybe one or two weeks after the Senior Bowl. I think it was after the Super Bowl as well. So that there is that as well. Um, get, getting those those guys a chance to to show off some of the guys that wouldn't have been invited to the bigger All Star games. Yeah, and I think last year we had one of the highest per- percentages of HBCU players drafted. And that we have in a long time, a while. So, yeah, maybe it's working. Sure is. Uh, Shane, final thoughts before I uh, I uh, talk about a little something personal here. Uh, I'm, I'm sad that week zero is kind of garbage. We went through the games, it's pretty bad. Like, I felt like last year I was kind of hyped up, and this year I'm like, uh, just give me week. Like, week one looks really good. So, really uh, good. I- I'm excited for next week. We'll talk about some good games and we'll get uh, definitely, get definitely. Going. Uh, final thought for me, um, anybody that followed me at deepfrieddraft.com, uh, I quietly over the summer, uh, shut the door, so to speak. Uh, if you go to deepfrieddraft.com now, it's just going to automatically loop you to, 
uh, draft countdown. It was essentially, I don't have a whole lot of time. And all of my content was going to draft countdown anyway. Um, so, and I'm going to be honest, this is, it's just a bigger platform for me. Uh, it was an honor to come on with Shane last year to do this. And without deep fried draft, I would have never had that opportunity. So I started it in 2012, uh, built it from the ground up to get a modest following. And uh, it was just, it was, it led me here and I couldn't be more happy to be here. Uh, Deep fried draft will always be there as the logo behind me. It's the brand now. It's basically, it is my logo is that my helmet sticker, uh, so to speak. And uh, it is the brand of, of Brian Bosarge and, uh, but it'll always be around. And, uh, but yeah, like I said, it was, uh, it was, it was great, you know, having that site, you know, started, like I said, it led me here and I'm so happy to be here. Well, good. No, I mean, it's sad that it's, it's gone. You know, I know we, when we came on together and kind of planned this out, like, you know, I, I didn't want to, you'd have to give that up, but I, you know, the success that we've had at draft countdown, I mean, I'm excited to, it, it know, made it easier. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. It made it a lot easier to, uh, to do that. But yeah, like I said, no regrets at all, but that's going to do it for, for tonight's edition of the draft countdown podcast. If you're watching this on YouTube and you have not subscribed to our channel, go ahead and do that. Hit that notification bell. That way, when we go live each and every Wednesday night, uh, with our uh, podcast, you can you can get in into the chat, whatever. Uh, we, we brought up the Discord. Go ahead and join that. Uh, link's right there. Link's in the chat. Uh, you can go to draftcountdown.com. It's on the, uh, the bar at the top there. A, a direct link will take you to the Discord. Um, if you listen to us afterwards, uh, the podcast will be up later tonight on apple Podcasts, spotify wherever you get your podcast it's there and when you're there give us a five-star review and uh share it out let everybody else listen uh to to the podcast here as always you can uh follow me on twitter at deep fried draft you can follow shane on twitter at shane p hallam you can follow draft countdown on twitter at draft countdown and for all of your draft needs daily content draftcountdown.com for shane i'm brian good night everybody <laughs>